Hey, we are here with Z, um, uh, Queensbridge native, Queensbridge resident, uh, NYC native rather, born in Brooklyn, raised in Queensbridge. Um, and we're here to talk about mental health. We're here to talk about mental health matters. And so Z, um, going right out the gate first, thank you for agreeing to share part of your story with me, with, with our audience. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for, thank you for being you. Thank you. Truly, right? Um, so let's get right to it. What is your perspective on mental health? Like, what is mental health? When you hear the term mental health, what does that mean to you? Well, what it means to me is it's actually the most important, you know, part of your well being. Because if your mind's not right, then anything that you try to do in your life, it's not going to be right the negative thoughts that people come that comes to people you know it could be overwhelming and trying to sit there and figure that out all by yourself is not the best thing to do I would say if you know you're depressed or you're going through anxiety or you know you just don't know what to do you have all these emotions coming from left and right, you're confused. You know, like, seek help, talk to somebody, don't keep it in. You have to find an out, like an outlet to get it out or it's, it's going to only get worse, you know? So that's my perspective on it. And, you know, there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of people out there that um, haven't been diagnosed and are, you know, like, oh, I've been thinking like this, or I've been, you know, my thought patterns this, and, you know, I don't feel like it's normal, or I, you, you know, you know what I mean, right? Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. No, definitely, definitely. You have to go get, like, checked up and diagnosed and talk to a professional about it. You know, there's people out there that, you know, are feeling the exact same way. Are going through the exact same thing you have to open up so why do you think because you are correct you are correct in the fact that when we are um, experiencing mental health challenges or issues the best thing is to speak to someone but we know from personal experience that we don't always do that that when experiencing our mental health challenges we don't always reach out why is that before answering why you think that is talk a little bit about your personal experience with mental health um, mental health challenges well um, it goes well oh the, it goes all the way back to like like I guess basically since I was like a child I always grew up thinking different I didn't think like you know the regular kids in class or you know I didn't do the same thing as them they would say oh why are you so negative and it's like oh I'm not negative this is just how I view it you know so when people start to say stuff like, oh, you're negative or you're thinking like this or be happy or stuff like that, that's, that tends to make you feel like, oh, well, I feel like an outcast. So I'm just going to, you know, just go back inside, do, you know, be alone because I understand me. I feel nobody else is going to understand me. I understand me. And that's not the best thing to do. It's really not the best thing to do. So, um... Uh, my mom went and got me checked up 
And at first they said, oh, they didn't know what was going on. The first they diagnosed me with um, ADD. Find out it's not ADD. Then they diagnosed me with bipolar. Oh, find out it's not bipolar. Now I'm just depressed and have anxiety. So that made a little more sense of why I do what I do. Oh, why you don't talk to a lot of people? Why you always move? You know what? You're so antisocial. Oh, when I talk to you, how you, you always, you know, you're down about something. Why you always trying to, you know, hurt yourself? Why? It's, you know, it's just, that's, I don't know. That's how it was, you know, just, that's how it was just given to me. You know, some people have the blue pill automatically when they're, you know, when they're born. And some people just have the red pill. You know, I wish there was, you know, I wish... I was normal like everybody else. You see everybody else is smiling and happy. You think like, do this really like, do they see what I see? Do they, you know, it's a little different. Um, you know that there is truly no such thing as normal. Remember that. So I think that. Well, when I was a kid, I always thought it was. When, you know, when, like example, like when you're in high school, you know, the popular kids, they'll be, that's the normal kids because they do things that society says it's uh, right, you know? So where would that put the other ones? Oh, you're, un- you're not normal. Oh, you're an outcast, pushed you to the side and they, and it will really ignore you. You know, you don't know this person has so much to offer the world, but you're going to know them why? Because they're different. The way they think is different. How they move is different. What they believe in is different. So you're going to push them to the side? That's what it was like for me. You know? Then, what I also realized too was the connections, no, the relationship that you have with your family members and the people who raise you is going to be the same type of connection that you're going to have with the outside world. So if your mom was more like, oh, oh, man up or something like that, you're going to be like, okay, so this is what I have to do. I have to not cry because you can't, you're not supposed to show feelings. You're not supposed to, oh, you're supposed to be always angry and stuff like that. So I was walking around thinking that was, you know, my normal. You you get what I'm saying? Like, absolutely. Absolutely. I absolutely get it. Um, If you can, if you can pinpoint, or if you can think about, what were some of the when you were being pushed to the side because maybe you thought different, all right, or maybe because you moved different? What were those feelings like? What can you remember the feeling? The thought process is one thing, just feeling different. But what did that make you feel like internally, being quote unquote outcasted? Oh, I was very angry. I was upset. I felt like. I felt I felt rejected. Felt like no one liked me. It made me really insecure, and to the point it was just like you know, well I don't have friends, so I started beating up on myself because I was the only person really around me, being by myself all the time. Lonely was a big thing, and suicidal just came right after. Like it was not one time where I didn't want to, you know. Or I didn't attempt to try to kill myself. 
And every attempt that I made back in the hospital, they're trying to figure out like, oh, why can't you, you know, just be happy? Well, we, happiness is a choice. Happiness is a choice. It really is. But how do you choose to be happy if you're suffering from an illness, which is like the uh, depression is a disease. So you just can't just like, oh, I'm just going to choose to be happy and start smiling on. That's going to mess up everything. You know, you have to like sit there and take your time and, you know, like work on it. It's a process. To, yeah, it's a real process. Like I go to a therapist every week, sometimes twice a week when it when everything gets too much for me. If I'm feeling overwhelmed about work and I feel like, you know, I feel like quitting, why? Because I'm not satisfied. You know, sometimes I don't even know why I'm not satisfied. It's just that I'm not happy. So then I'll just quit. You know, relationships. Oh, let's not even go there. They, those, they just disappear and and. I wouldn't even feel nothing about it sometimes, you know, because uh, it's, I'm, it's like something's missing. You you understand what I'm saying? It feels like um, I'm trying to find the best words to explain. Like if it was once something there that was supposed to be there is not there. You get what I'm saying? And probably I don't yeah, know. I'm trying. I'm trying my best here. No, no, no you're doing well. Um, you're doing well. Um, thank you so much for sharing this. Mm-hmm. I want to know. So I never, I never actually. I mean, I guess I, I, I guess I did. I, I contemplated suicide. I never actually attempted suicide. Um, the contemplation was, you know, I sat with a gun to my head. Other times, I've thought about it deeply. I've thought about it, cried about it, and wanted the courage to make the attempt. Mm-hmm. I have many people who've attempted it. I know some people who've attempted and succeeded. In their attempt, um, two people personally that I knew, one I grew up with, a childhood friend of mine from Queensbridge, 40th side of Vernon, my friend Todd, Todd, he um, committed suicide uh, years ago, maybe in the early 2000s, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember exactly when. And then in 2003, a young man I knew, oh, 2013, a young man I knew um, from the Bronx who, who became one of my mentees, Michael Raven, 21 years old, he committed suicide. And I always ask myself, like, what is that? What was that energy? Some people will say God. Some will say the universe. Many people say many things. But I ask because I know for me there was something that made me not pull that trigger. I'm not going to say I know what that energy is. I'm not going to identify. What do, what, do, what do you think is the that thing that the time that you attempted suicide, not just contemplated, but actually attempted it, that kept you here as opposed to others who have attempted Maybe didn't even mean it, just attempted in the moment because they were so overwhelmed, right? And then made an attempt that they really didn't mean and then succeeded. What is that thing that keeps you here? You want to know something? That's something um, I wonder too because every attempt that I made, it wasn't successful. Even when I took the bottle of aspirin and downed it with... um, uh, was with Ciroc, and I just woke up with a horrible pain in my stomach. When I was sitting there in Presbyterian, it was pumping my stomach, and I was thinking, I felt like something was watching over me. Like, oh, 
you're supposed to be here for something. Maybe you don't know what it is yet, but you're supposed to do something. And then when your time comes, that's your time. And that's when you could rest. And you know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't know what it is. I don't know what that energy is, but it's, I guess it's a good thing, you know, because it also wake me up to certain things too. But all the times I tried and it was failed attempts, even when I was on that bed in the hospital, it was failed attempts and I'm, and I'm still here. I think it's like, it's, it's, it's a higher power, something that's, you know, taking the will for you. You know? Definitely, definitely. Um, if it's not too painful, can, can, can you talk a little bit about the first time that you attempted? Um, how old were you, where were you, and what was happening in your life that made you want to attempt suicide? The first time, um, the first time was in like uh, 2004. Um, I knew I was giving my mom a lot of trouble. And the only person that took me in at that time was my, was my grandmother. And when she was sick, I can see it, but she's still like, I don't know, she's just still held up like, oh, I'm okay, I'm all right. She would help me get better grades in school when, you know, nobody was, everybody kind of like really gave up on me except her. And then when she died, I just wanted to go. So like, I try to hang myself, like off my bunk bed, which wasn't the best idea. Then I try to hang myself in like the bathroom. I was trying to get away with it where my mother wouldn't see or wouldn't notice that oh, your daughter's trying to, you know, take her own life because she's not happy. My mom caught me and then I went to the hospital, told them what's going on. Then I've been in and out the hospital since I was like from seven to 17. I didn't like the hospital that much. So like, I was like, oh, I'm gonna calm down a little bit because it's just not like, I'd rather be out of the hospital. Felt like I was in like a jail. The difference is, is that you don't have a guard there. You have a nurse, you don't have a, um, a lawyer. You have a, a caseworker and your doctor is the judge, you know, and there was times when I was staying there for like two years I was in the hospital just because they couldn't understand or even myself couldn't understand like what was it where I just didn't want to be here like everything uh, everything that you know a little kid's supposed to like and enjoy I wasn't I was thinking about other things you know probably too ahead of myself you know I didn't didn't ever stop and breathe like I was supposed to. I would get overly emotional. 
I just was overwhelming. I just wanted it to stop. I always say to myself, I still say it to myself today, but it's just like a less attempts. But yo, I just want my screen to go black. I don't I want it to end. I don't want to do this no more. Like, what is, what is life anyway? You know? So... What I do now is I just go to therapy and I talk about it. I talk to my therapist about it. And she helps me clear up some of these thoughts or the reason why I'm thinking like this or the reason why you don't trust anybody, got so many walls up, reason why you push people away, the reasons why you're still mad. You know, it helps. It really do. So bottling it up and keeping all it inside just... When it comes, when it when it when it starts coming out like that, that's when it's too late, and then you're like, "Man, I'm back at square one again." Thank you. Um, therapy helps. Lot, Talk, yeah. Talking to someone helps. Um, I know that you are also an artist. Mm-hmm. You paint extremely well. Has art? Do you think your art has helped you at all? Yeah, 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 I did. Um, Cause, well, that was something. Again, they'll teach you while, you know, when you're in the hospital, they'll teach you different ways to cope, you know, and deal with it. And uh, if some people have problems, you know, communicating, which at the time I did. So. Art was one of the forms of communication, communicating and expressing yourself. So, you know, I got very involved with that. And when you're thinking of, when you're having them bad thoughts and you just start drawing, painting, it's like you're taking that energy and you're channeling it and, you know, getting you're getting it out doesn't matter what it is because you know art doesn't discriminate art's not going to think bad about you art's not going to do those things art doesn't have a opinion on you you're just getting it out and once you're done you're like you know i just accomplished something you know i expressed myself you know i took a um a better step to thinking positive and I actually, you know, I actually did something about it. Except not doing anything about it. If you don't do anything about it, you're staying in one place. You're staying still. You know, it's it, that's another therapeutic way. All right. Do something yeah. to express yourself. Yeah. Something. Whatever it is, that, that thought that's in your head. And if, if you could get, get it out and get it on paper, you, you got it out. That's it. Um, what are some things you think? What are some things you think uh, society, um, your peers, your your those who live next to you, those who work next to you, um, your elected officials, society as a whole? What do you think we need to be doing to address this issue? Um, this, this, this mental illness that affects so many. Young and old, black and white, rich and poor. Um, from your own personal opinion, what do you think we need to be doing to address this issue? And how can we help more people get help? 
you have to see the signs. There's always signs of it. Like, I don't know when they started just focusing on the fact that, wow, a lot of people are suffering from this, you know, some type of mental illness and taking it seriously. They weren't taking it seriously, you know, until you start seeing this person done killed themselves. Oh, this person done shot up a Walmart or this person done did this or, you know, whatever it is. They you're they're not. You know, the focus was too late. It wasn't paying attention. It wasn't seeing the signs, you know, and is just. You know, and also don't you have a lot of people that just because they don't get it, they, they don't think that way, whatever, bye. You don't do that because you done made that person's day a lot more shittier than, you know, it was to begin with. Can't do that. Don't push someone to the side like that, you know. And it's in and it's certain ways because, again, if you, you talk to someone, you see a sign, right? You're like, oh, this person... This person seems not do not be like doing okay. You go to the person, don't be so what's wrong with you? Once they'll shut down so quick, you can't do it like that. You gotta be like, yo, um, are you okay? How is your do you wanna talk about it? And if they say no, alright, they said no. Give them a chance, you gotta back up, let them breathe. They'll come to you. When they're ready, they'll come to you. They always do. I do when I'm when I'm like ready to go to my therapist. I'm like, yo, I gotta talk to you now. I'm ready. When I go to my de- doctor, I'm like, yeah, look, look, this is this is what's going on. You know, it's you have to, you know, be serious with it. Everybody's so focused on, oh, am I gonna die because my kidney not working, or oh my god, I'm gonna have a heart attack. That's all beautiful and stuff, but you should be more worried about. Um, are you gonna die because you know you're drinking too much alcohol because you're not dealing with the past traumas that you know are haunting you and stuff like that that's a that's you people with you know like some type of addiction they have a mental problem going on absolutely i agree and people need to sit there and be like yo it's time for us to do something about this because this has been going on way too long and it's been, you know, shoved under the carpet, it's been ignored, and it's just not it's just not fair. Especially when you got, you know, good people out there that just feel like, you know, oh, I'm irrelevant. I'm irrelevant to the world. They don't care about me, whatever. You know, you have like I met so many people in those hospitals, geniuses, man. You'd be like, yo, why are you here? And then they tell me their story, and I'll be like, oh, now I know. We're not so different, you know? Wow. Um, would you say that we should put more money into into programs, into oh, more, more therapists? Like, what type yes, of programs? Definitely. What type of programs have have you experienced that that work as opposed to the ones that don't work because i know that again my me personally dealing with mental illness in my youth and throughout my life um i i knew there were programs and i didn't always reach out i didn't always reach out for whatever reason maybe i didn't trust the program or maybe i heard bad things maybe i just um wasn't inspired to to reach out 
Um, and then there were times just two years ago when I made a phone call. Um, I wasn't feeling too well. I wasn't really contemplating suicide, but my mental health was not well. I, I was definitely in mental illness. Um, I was in some depression. And uh, it was after my dad, after my brother passed. And um, actually before he passed, right before he passed, and then again after he passed. I called the uh, 1-800-WELL, 1-800-WELLNESS number, NYC Well, or something like that. And um, they referred me to a place in Sunnyside, and I called, and I was in distress, and the woman said she would call me back, and I've never received the call back. And um, because I had already processed, I, and I've already gone through it, I knew how to pull myself out of it. Mm -hmm. um, so I found somebody else to talk to, I, and I called somebody, yo, listen, I just need you to listen, don't say anything. Um, and I was able to go do some writing and lift myself back up, but that's not everybody's experience, that's not everyone's reality. Some people get shut down like that, um, it can throw them off the edge because they feel like that one person was the last hope and they did not keep their word and they were not available to them. Um, so what type of program, what type of therapist, counselor, psychologist do you think we need to see more of? That's a really good question. To really begin addressing this issue and helping to alleviate people of their mental illness and help them get back into a state of wellness. Well, there should be more programs for the youth, definitely. With older people too, you know. But why I um, aim at the youth so well is because you have to catch it early, you know. Teach them how to deal with it early. So when they get older, they'll be like, oh, I know, I know this road. This is going to be a piece of cake. But, you know, there's not a lot of free programs for people between, you know, the ages 18 and 25. There's not, once once you turn to a certain age, they cut you off. They just be like, okay, yeah, throw you off to the world. They'll be like, damn now, like, what am I supposed to do? I'm really, uh, what am I supposed to do? You understand what I'm saying? So there should be like a lot of um, programs where, you know, the youth can come in and um, talk to like a therapist there, free therapist you know, um, have a little art program or coping skills, you know, they'll teach them how to cope with their problem instead of, you know, letting the streets deal with their problem. Because <laughs> if you let the, you imagine that, like, it, it's serious. You have people out there right now that are mentally not okay out there doing you know, horrible stuff because this is how they're coping with it. This is what they know. Oh, I'm going to cope. I'm mad right now. I'm not going to sit there and, you know, figure out a coping skill. I'm going to punch my this homie who called me a bitch in the face. I'm going to shoot him. Matter of fact, because I ain't no bitch. You think I'm buzzing? I'm going to shoot him. You got, they think like that. You know what I'm saying? And this would save a lot of lives. You know, this would, this would, this would do a lot of things if you just you know, catch it head on. First, don't 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 call a kid crazy. They're not crazy. They're just having a rough time, and they don't know how to pull themselves out. Coping coping um, skills groups. You know, anger management. You know, have a therapist that you know. I'm not even gonna lie. The way the cities run, they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to give one free therapist out there to them. And, you know, you got like 
20 people lined up to see that one therapist. You know, there should be multiple, you know. Um, yeah, you know, programs like that will be, be, be really good. Do you think, being a, a black woman in the black community, do you think... Um, do you think it's more helpful to to the community to see therapists, um, psychologists, and you know counselors who look like them? Do you think that 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 is an important factor in in, in, in having children and people in general be able to open up? Or well, do you think it's better because I've heard some people say it's better when the person doesn't look like you because they don't identify, so you're able to express more. Um, I know for me, it was the opposite. It was I was able to express more. With those who look like me, what, what what do you think about that? Well, again, that's um, well, everybody you know are not the same. So, whatever helps you express yourself in that way, you know, ask for that, and you will get that. If you know, if it's qualified, like all, you just have to have a person that's qualified. You understand what I'm saying? It, for me. I didn't really um, care too much about what therapist I was talking to to get my um, point across. All I know is that, you know, the therapist have to be more mature than me. If you're my age or like 10 years older than me, I'm not I'm going to be like, yo, we I feel like we're in the same boat right now. You're just trying to do a job to pay a bill and you don't really give, you know, you don't really give two shits and a, a bird about me. You know, so I always ask for an older therapist that have some years on them and you know, a lot of experience. I don't care if they're black, white, Puerto Rican, this that. I do not care about any of that. I really don't. It's just that I care about the experience and what did they and um, what have they done for their previous clients or their, you know, outpatient. Their, um, what have they done to make them change their minds to improve their life? Like my therapist now, best therapist I ever had. Out of all the therapists I ever had in my um Am I basically the whole time I've been living? Not all of the, the whole time, but um, her name is Cameron, best therapist I ever had. What makes her the best? Because she actually cares. You know, like she actually takes her time out of the day to be like, "Yo, are you okay today? What's it? How 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 is work?" You know, she doesn't just sit there and just like. She communicates, but, you know, she hears what I'm saying. She understands what I'm saying. You know, you have a lot of therapists that would just talk, not listen, write what you're saying down, and then dismiss you. That ain't changing nothing. You actually have, you know, you're, you know, these are people that's coming to people for help. You have to be civilized with them. You know, it can't be like, Oh, I'm just doing my job and that's it. Whatever. If you if if you came into the um field, the um this health field and decided to be a therapist or a counselor or whatever, just for the paycheck, it's not gonna work for you. You have to come in there with the mindset like, yo, I actually really want 
to help these people. There's people, this is, I'm passionate about this. And then that, your client will feel the, you know, they will feel the passion. They will be like, yo, this person actually really gives a fuck. They really do. And that matters. Karen that matters. Yes, it does. You know, there's a, uh, there's a, um, a old adage, an old proverb that says, no one cares about how much you know until they know how much you care. Yep, that's a fact. That is, again, I 100% agree with you there that um, if I don't if I don't think you care, I don't care what your title is. I don't care what programs you're offering. I don't care anything. If I don't know that you care and you personally, you and your team um, care about me and my well-being, then I'm not going to be connected. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to show up continuously. I might show up here and there if it's mandated, right? Or maybe if it gets too overwhelming, I might show up. But then again, I might not because you don't care. You're not available. Um, whether that's being available always physically or being available mentally. You know, um, I've heard stories from people who said that they've been um, in session with the therapist and the therapist is on their cell phone while they're talking. <laughs> and it's like... I would have walked out. And it's like, I okay. Angry. I would have reported right? her. And it's like, okay, the therapist might have an emergency that they're dealing with, but you have to give in those moments 100% yeah. to the person in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's difficult again because therapists are humans. Yeah. They are people, but once you sign up for a certain responsibility, when you take that oath, that's that's the oath you take, and that's your responsibility. You know. So, um, so we need more programs, more mental health programs. We need more outlets for people to express themselves. We need to do more work and encourage people to speak more, right, about their own personal traumas and their struggles and things they're dealing with. Um, do you think we need should have more? Do you think we should have more um, therapists in school? And is there uh, going back to when you were a child? Is there a certain type of therapist that you think should be in the school, like as far as um, elementary school, middle school, or high school? Um, like, like what does that therapist look like? Not in terms of physical appearance, but what is their what is their background? Should it be someone who have also gone through some mental health issues? Should it be someone who, um, you know, I mean, talk a little bit about that. Okay, so when I was like in elementary, I didn't have a therapist on like inside the school. I didn't have a caseworker inside the school that you know took you know some responsibilities as a a therapist would so hearing a teacher that would take me to the side and be like yo relax I know what you're going to do and tell me you know uh, one of their experience you know and show me how they overcame it would make that child think different you know and that was when I was growing that was very rare. What they did was, you know, Mr. Cooper, mm-hmm. what they did was, if I was being bad, they call Mr. Cooper and he'll coop to rap me. You know, like, wow. it asks him, like, yeah. it's called a restraint, you know? And it was restraining me just because of the fact that I was very, very, very upset. And I didn't know how to, you know, get that energy out right. So I'll do things like flip the table or, you know, didn't, not nice it's not it wasn't cool but having a lot of fights in school and stuff like that it was like you know who I felt like who was really there for me I didn't care about me so I don't I didn't care about them you know like how could you 
fix a person's mindset. They don't care about themselves. So what makes you think that they're going to care about you or what they do to you? If this person is trying to kill themselves, they will just be trying to kill you. You understand what uh, I'm saying? Like it's- Definitely. Um, so on that note, let me ask you this. Do you think uh, part of the the reason for so much crime, particularly so much violence, um, yes, I do believe that. shootings, yep. rape, robbery, do you think that those are direct results of people struggling with mental health issues? Yeah. It's so many... It's so many aspects to it, it's not even funny. People that's, you know, dealing like that, that's in the gang life and stuff like that, chances are this person, you know, didn't have the correct, you know, how, what would you call somebody that they look up to? Role model? Yeah, role model in their life or didn't even have none. You know, so off the back, they're going to, you know, either absorb whatever, whatever they're getting, whatever that is. It can be, you know, and chances are like if it's in a not so nice neighborhood, it's they're absorbing negativity. So they're just going to spit that right back out, you know, messing up their mindsets and they're not thinking positive. You know, all of this is controlled by your your mind. If if it's not in order, you're not in order. You know, you got people robbing banks. Why are they robbing banks or, you know, looting and stuff like that? They're not financially happy. They don't know their value. So they're going to try to take yours. You understand? It's all this, like, it, it's... I'm trying to find the best way to explain it. You know, if they're not mentally happy in their financial situation, they're going to, um, you know, seek an alternative not so positive. If they're not, um, you know, uh, happy in their relationship, they're going to resort to, you know, a not so nice way of doing things, you know, like example, um, domestic violence, that is straight, like that, that's, that's out there and it's alive. You have people who actually, you know, kill their significant other. Ooh, that's how real it is. <laughs> you have people that actually, you know, hurt their significant other, harm their significant other because they're not right in the head. You know, then you have people who actually would, you know, the victim are so messed up mentally, you know, from all the... Um, manipulation going on that they don't know that they're being manipulated they they don't see that they're being abused you know it's it's a lot of stuff like one day if it's you know if it's possible you should you know take some of you know kids like to these places and Ask this person how, like, how did you overcome your depression? What did you do? How did you overcome your anger? What did you do? And let them tell your story, and then you see, like, that's giving the the um, the person hope that you're like, oh, I can actually really overcome this. If this person can do it, I can. That's how they will start to think. Wow. Inspire you know? hope. Yeah, you have to. Got to inspire hope. It, ha- it has to be hope. It has to, you know, it has to be something 
there for them to progress. It has to be the foundation. If there's no foundation, then that kid, that person's lost, you know? And then when it's time to help them, oh, it's too late. They either did this or did that or they're locked up and not getting the correct treatment that they're supposed to, you know? It can go in so many directions, but if you catch it head on at the beginning, early, you can fix it right there. It, it wouldn't get any worse, you know? Yeah. And people think sometimes like, oh, like when I was a kid, right? The I, I used to hate it. When it was time for me to, you know, take my medication and the nurse would come into the classroom and embarrass me. Yeah. Oh, come and take your medication. And oh, you're fucking crazy. You don't know how much rage that put me in. Want me to? I wanted to hurt everybody in that classroom. You know, they. I'm not even gonna lie, but like, you see how all the kids, the the um, the school shooters that's going on. Yeah. Those kids are sick. Those kids are really sick. And it's it's not. It's like, you know, I've seen it. I went to. I used to go to the school in um, in Yonkers, and one time they had shut the whole school down, and they put all of us in the gym. I didn't know what was going on until the principal comes and said, everybody, someone had brought a gun to school. It was going to shoot uh, a student. We was like, what is going on? Like, they really, and they really did found a gun inside the school. They had the canine sniff it out. The boy threw it behind the, um, the boy threw it behind the, um, the radiator. After they found it, they just, they talked to the boy, asked him why... Did you bring the gun to school? Why was you going to, um, what was you going to do with it? They said, oh, I was going to, the boy said I was going to shoot, um, I forgot, it was, he, the dude was a bully. So I was going to shoot him. He said, why? He said, because he kept bullying me, kept teasing me, kept calling me a dork, kept pushing me, stuff like that. You know, So and some kids are like, some kids are strong enough to deal with it. Some kids are just not. And and that's that's their defense, you know, taking another kid's life. That's horrible, bro. You know, that's why bullying's got to stop too. Like people don't know what that person is going through. Like me, what I used to do because I used to get bullied too, but I didn't aim to bully the other kids or someone less than me because I was more angry. I had more hate inside me my aim was to get back at the bully so I made a vow to I was like yo I'm gonna bully that bully I'm gonna bully my bully then I'm gonna bully all the other bullies that's what I became and then looking back at it you know when I sat down with my caseworker she was like you know you became a mono, uh, a mega bully I was like what what is it like you're bullying bullies even though it's still not cool you two wrongs don't make it right you're over here punching this boy giving kids wedgies I'm like but they did wrong. They did wrong to me, and, they, and then they doing wrong. So, so I can't, I can't fix that. That was my mindset. You know, that's what I. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's crazy, but that, yeah, that's that's what I did. Wow! Thank you so much for sharing um, this truth of yours. Mm -hmm. For sharing your 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 journey and your battles with mental health. Um, 
Are there any words of encouragement you would like to leave to those who are listening, those who are also like you, like me, dealing with mental health issues, as well as those who uh, may be working in the mental health field to help alleviate this issue? Um, what are some last words you would like to leave with the audience? For those, this is goes for the people who suffering with um, mental illness and then uh, the people who work in the field, patients. You have to have patience with yourself and you have to have patience with, you know, the patient. You really do. That's why it's called patience. You have to have patience with them. You know, like, if you don't have it, it's, what are you there for? You're going to, you just, it's not going to work. You have to have patience. And always when you see them with their head down or then being antisocial, they're thinking about something. You have to get them out of their heads. You have to, hey, how you doing? Are you okay? Good morning. Stuff like that. And that will uplift, uplift someone's day. It really do. You know, it really works. And not giving up on yourself. You cannot give up on yourself, you know, because not doing anything about it is kind of like you already killed yourself, you know, like, oh, you're, you're not doing anything. Are you really living? No. So you might as well have been dead anyway. You don't even have to try to kill yourself. You're already dead. You're not doing anything about it, you know, so it's like patience. Spreading positivity, you know, and doing something about it. Talking to people. Some people are too afraid to say something, you know, spark the conversation. And if they come off um, to uh, just give it time, they'll come to you, you know, that's it. Wow, thank you so much. Um as, as a society, we should show more love. Yeah. Is what I'm hearing you say. A simple word, a simple greeting, a simple gesture does a lot in uplifting a person's mood and uplifting a person's spirit and um, can have great positive effects on their mental health. Yeah. And for those struggling with their mental health, um, be patient with yourself. Don't lose hope. Know that if, if you continue to fight, it, it does get better. Yeah. It does. It does get better. Thank you so much, Z. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Thank you. <laughs>